0: guys welcome to the show i'm Cannon. this is dan we got mark he may or may not stay with us the whole time he's traveling right now and this is my fence life live let's start the show guys all
1: right man yeah so mark where are you man where you traveling from where you traveling to what's going on
2: uh just bought you all you guys wanted to talk about one of the things we're going to talk about is side hustle right
1: yeah yeah matt warner has got the major side hustle yeah, sure. so
2: I'm, I'm, I'm busy on my side hustle. I'm busy on my diversification. That's what I was doing. So I was buying a bunch of rental cars because if you may have not may or may not have heard, there's a rental car shortage nationwide. And it's really, really bad here in Cody because of Yellowstone National Park. Um, if you want to get even oh, more okay. carried away, you can go to Jackson and it's even crazier over there.
1: Huh? So how many cars you bought?
2: Say last week.
1: Say again. Um, Seventy.
2: Numbers. I bought six, six of them in last week. Uh, So we have a total of, I think, eight cars run out. My son even bought one to rent out.
0: Did you uh, get any uh, Caprices?
2: I did not (laughs) get any Caprices. Where the Caprice Classic is officially dead. I don't think it runs anymore.
0: Well, I'm on the lookout for a good uh... trailers. I'm, I'm, I'm on the lookout for a good shape, like a 99 Ford Taurus, if you run across one. It's kind Especially of a dream of mine. He
1: a like You want a Mercury Sable. You can't afford the, the Ford Taurus. You want the Mercury Sable, man.
2: Oh, the Sabre. Oh. That was Tanya and I's first car was a Mercury Air Ford Taurus. Get ready to replace some transmissions.
1: So which one of those little guys behind you is uh, PJ Construction?
2: uh that would be all three of them well number two or the first one Cade's still out working he's digging he's building fence okay uh, the other two right there behind me that's that's one of pj that's actually pj right there
1: uh, the What that you know, pj thinking, stand
2: for i knew that was gonna come up pj stands for poopy john <laughs> i have no idea where this stuff comes from Good luck. Yeah. Something about good luck, Charlie. Maybe you've got kids, you've seen that show, but Poopy John. is So he started Poopy John Construction. So all the other brothers call him Poopy John. He's got more nicknames than anybody I know. Baby Love, Poopy John, Uh, Kine, uh it, it just goes on. So we're like, what are we going to call this construction company? And Julie spray painted PJ's construction on the side of the car right before we started shooting video.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, so uh, Matt Warner wants to know if you got a Yugo.
2: Uh, I do not have a Yugo, but if anybody wants to, if anybody ever wants to donate cars, I'm always looking for good cars. They just need to run, and when I'm done with them, I assure you they will not run.
0: <laughs> hey, so so hey, check this out. I have a major announcement. Uh, you guys are gonna have to be. I guess Dan, March driving or riding. Dan, you're gonna have to be in control of the comments tonight. Um okay. I did I did this thing, man. So look, I'm gonna get real honest with myself and with you guys. So I have an iPhone. iPhones keep track of your screen time, right? Have you seen that? Yeah. So every yeah, Sunday morning about 9:30, uh your phone will send you a message as to how much screen time you used. Right. So mine was measured in the terms of days, not hours and my Facebook screen time was like 18 hours and 47 minutes last week. Okay. huh. So I went through my phone and I set a timer. Do you see this?
1: Yeah. This
0: When I go to Facebook, this is what I see. It says time limit. You have reached your limit on Facebook for the day. <laughs> I have one hour a day. How long, how
1: long was that live video?
0: It's way over an hour. Right. So so there is a uh, there's an OK and then there's a, an ignore button so you can ignore it for one minute or you can ignore it for 15 minutes and get okay. some get some more time in, you know. But anyways, I'm making a conscious effort to be more productive with my time uh, because apparently I, I waste a lot of it to Facebook. And so I put a timer on my Facebook thing and that's what I have got. So I'm, I'm already I've already been on Facebook for over an hour today, so I can't get in it
1: now. That's what I want you to know. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So yep. we, uh, I think we need to touch base on uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, this past uh, weekend. In my opinion, man, it was uh, it was a pretty awesome uh, AFA event that Matt to put on with Empire Fence out of uh, Waverly, Nebraska. Yeah, uh, Ken and I were talking about it and talking about how great of a host Matt was and how accommodating he was, and man, it's just. I I, I was blown away, man. His facility is really nice. Uh, That's not what you expect when you go visit a a guy's office that owns a fence company, you know? That's not
2: what you're going to see if you come see me. I'm just warning you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to see that. Um, I mean, he was a great host. He's got an unbelievable facility. And his team of people that he has surrounded himself with was just, uh, man, they were amazing. I mean these guys were there till ten o'clock at night with us. And um they uh doing what served the whole time, taking out trash, oh, man. just just doing whatever, man. Serving, picking up dirty plates and I mean it was it was just I, I was impressed, man. I was yep. impressed with his team.
0: Hey, I would but, I would take Matt's worst guy and make him a league guy. That's the way I felt.
1: You know? So, Matt,
2: if, if if anybody wants to know what a team looks like, I would say Matt can show you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what a team looks like. That's uh, not most what a team looks like. That's what a team looks
1: like. Yeah. That's what a team looks like. Um, Nathan Somebody. Downs was yeah. talking about Operation Epic was epic on the comments. And he was right, man. That was, it was an epic time. And I got to spend some time with Nathan. I got one What's of his up signs Nathan? up here. Nathan, look, bro. I got you signed. <laughs> yeah. I got, it. I need you to inbox me your address, man, so I can send you one of my signs. I got a uh I ended up with a couple more too. Ken, inbox me your address. I'll send you one of my signs. And this guy here. Who knows this guy? Kevin Nelson with Hip Square. Was that guy? That guy's hospitality was unreal. He's Kevin home. was uh
0: Kevin was my hero uh this week.
1: Like, <laughs> Yeah, he
0: was. I got to the airport. I never met Kevin. He walked up. He's like, hey man, I'm Kevin. And I have a rental car. Do you need a ride? I was like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know.
1: So yeah, Kevin yeah, that's was that's how uh, he was with me, man. He was texting me at 645 in the morning. He was like, You need a ride? Yeah. He texted me, hey, you need a ride? You need a ride? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin up, was a uh, Kevin was clutch, man. Um, but no kidding, yeah, it was a great time. This that was my very first AFA event. And I think it's only the second time that the AFA has done a, uh, what do they call it, on-the-road training?
1: Maybe so. I know they did another one that I know of. Uh, in yeah, North.
0: in Ohio. Uh, in Ohio, they were wearing, like, jackets and toboggans and beanies and gloves. And it was a, we had to work on a heat index.
1: Man, not only a heat index, I had to, thought we were, like, not in Kansas anymore, Toto, with that, uh, that storm that came through during the training, huh? Oh, dude. It, it was it was unreal, man. <clears throat> I felt like I was back home when the tropical storm was hitting. Somebody over there def- at
0: the uh, somebody over there at the at the at the at the, the batting cage has turned on that big ass fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if y'all don't know, Matt's got these fans. I mean, they're not the big ass fan brand. They're another brand. But if you know, but they man, are. He, he may or may not have had a couple bush lattes in him, and he decided to turn these fans all the way up in this mm-hmm. huge warehouse and the tablecloths were blowing off the tables. It was incredible. I'm like this guy here it was it was it was awesome, but that storm came through, and I tried to duck out a little early and uh get home a little early and spend some time with the family and I got hung up at the airport, canceled my flight. I had to spend another night in Nebraska. And yeah, so I ended up getting to hang out with y'all, you know. So look at Mark, man. Mark looks like Howard uh, Stern. Look at him all set up. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> look at him, man. <laughs> it does, it.
0: It does kind of have that effect, man.
1: <laughs> oh, Chris. Chris Turn, he's like, man, I wish I would have made it. I wish you would have, too, man. I'd love to meet you. I met some great guys, man. Uh, You want to know who I thought that I didn't get a whole lot of time to speak to, but I thought was the most entertaining cannon? It was the Last night we were there, that guy, Elliot. What's his last name? Uh, McDavid. McDavid. Elliot was playing cornhole, dancing. River dancing. River dancing. Yeah, yeah. It it was – it was awesome man he was cutting loose huh like look at this guy <laughs> and then we hung out with defense guys who's that blake and Skylar? and then uh
0: hey i ain't gonna lie let's talk about that storm
1: man i ain't never been so glad to have a damn hard <laughs> hat on my head dude
0: <laughs> listen Mark, you were i was in march 10th like mark and, and ken throckmore and they're teaching this class it's like we—I mean, we—we—we we, we yeah. had just got there. We've been there for like thirty minutes, you know. And so I guess the uh, the agenda looks like this: <laughs> there's a there's a blue tent and a yellow tent, and I and we're in the yellow tent. Uh, are we, we're in the yellow tent.
2: Uh, I don't know. We're in a tent. I don't know, man. Right. I think it was, man. All yeah, like, that
0: All I can imagine was yellow coming down on top of me and killing me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> we're in this tent and uh. We're watching this like faded out PowerPoint because the sun's shining yeah. through, right? And uh, and Mark's up there. Well, he's, he's he's directing the computer and Ken is up there talking about vinyl fence. So He's doing what he's supposed to do, you know? Um, I get a little ding on my phone and it says weather advisory. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to check this out, you know? Now we're inside of this tent, so we can't really see up. We can't see the sky. We can't. And, and the way this tent was, it was open. On one side, the sunny side, and the other <laughs> side, it was completely enclosed, right? And um, so you look out the you look out the opening of the tent. It's like a, a gorgeous day. It's, it's not 104 degrees like it was the day prior. It, it actually felt decent. I'm like, hey, I think I'm gonna survive today. And uh, I got this little thing on my on my phone from the Weather Channel, and them joke to be timing the storms to the minute. <laughs> uh, run for your life in 12 minutes. So that's kind of what it said. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so I look at this thing, man. And like, I'm in I've never been to Nebraska. So I I can't really, I don't really know how large the state is. Like I'm not, I'm used to looking at Tennessee, West Tennessee, and I know where Kentucky and Arkansas and Missouri fall on this little map. Right. But I'm in Nebraska. So I'm not really sure about like the overall landmass. But when I pull this up, dude, I see red. Like, the size of probably yeah. Colorado, and I'm like, oh shit, that ain't good. Like I ain't ever been in a Nebraska storm, but I know in Tennessee, like the little red things be real small, and those are bad. But this red was this big, was and so, huge, was, and so I'm over here like they always say, uh, if you see something, say something, right? <laughs> and so uh, Ken's up there doing his thing, and I'm I'm actually standing up, and I'm at the back. And I, I look at my phone. And I see this. I'm like, "Hey guys, uh, I don't know how this fits into our schedule, but like, we're gonna get a, a, a we're gonna have a big storm come through." <laughs> oh, we'll be, we'll be good. We'll be good. You know. I'm like, oh, okay. Now, I'm trying to believe what they're telling me. You know, I want to believe. Like, he's my, uh, at this point, Ken is my freaking instructor. Like, right? he's, he's like my uh, advisor today for the day. He's my coach. He's my uh, chaperone for the day. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna trust, try to trust what he's saying. You know. Uh, but I couldn't help myself. I walked out of that tent and I looked back up into the sky. And
1: I don't what know if you guys like? re-
0: remember the movie. Uh, what was the Will Smith movie with the UFO? Uh, uh, Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah. So they're like watching it. it. Like. Yeah. And there's this big UFO type deal just like coming over the city. That's what it looked like. Just a freaking dark mass of nothing but death, you know. And uh, so I go back in that tent. And I'm like, hey, guys, it's funny to get bad. And they laugh at me nah man we're good
1: we're good we're good what did somebody say cannon scared of a little storm
0: man it wasn't four minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds later dude it was like freaking ants out there running for their life holding their hard hat to the top of their head and, and all you could think was now to get hit upside the head with one of these posts laying around on the, on the ground here uh and, and the dust like the dust was so bad i've never been through anything like that the dust was so bad like you couldn't see you really couldn't see nothing, man. It was just like a freaking whirlwind and uh, it was all over your face, all over your, 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 everything. And I knew it was bad when I got back to the, we all like, it was like abort mission, abort mission, everybody get in your vehicles and head back to safety. I was like, man, I'm glad somebody's on the same page finally. And uh, so we get back to the, uh, to the shop, to the empire fence shop. And uh, first thing I see, I walk in and I see Tony Thornton with, with some paper towels in his hand and he's, Freaking going all in on his ears, like pulling out dust. That's how bad it was.
1: <laughs> it was insane, man. I saw some video. I was in the airport trying to duck out a little early, and the, uh, the, uh, the lady at the tailwind little shop, she's like, honey, I don't think you're leaving today. And I was like, why? And I turned around and saw out the windows because Lincoln Airport's about as big as a McDonald's. And uh, I looked out the window, and I was like, holy crap. Before I knew it, the windows were just covered in rain. You couldn't even see out the airport. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Hey, that was a good airport, though. Oh, man. If your flight's at 7 o'clock, you can get there at
2: 645. Yeah. Yeah. That's Wyoming every day. Huh? That's Wyoming every day. However, you can't push the limit. You have to actually be 45 minutes earlier. Your checked baggage will not make it on the plane. Ask me how I know. used to be a half an hour. I'd show up yeah. at like with 31 minutes till the flight takes off just to get my bags on
1: the plane. I'm- yeah, I just had a carry on. Ken Thornton, uh, Ken, not Ken, Ken Throckmorton, yeah. saying everybody had their PPE, PPP, PPEs on. I'm going through Blake Bams. He's like, "Great meeting y'all." Nathan Downs put ID four. I guess he's a saying Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Number four the movie, movie. Matt Warner It was all part of the epic. Pretty awesome <laughs> shirt, Mark uh wearing Jamie says. <laughs> hey, it was a it was a good time. Um <clears throat> is it just me? Is Jamie always the brunt of all of Matt's jokes? And the whole time we would have if he made a joke, poor Jamie was involved in it.
0: Man, he's really in a tough position. He
1: is good guy though. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's he's in one of those positions like there is no way out. You're just gonna have to ride this thing through, you know.
1: I think my favorite part was when Scott was like, "Hey man, you like bourbon, don't you?" And I was like, Psh, "It's the Pope Catholic." He's like, "Come on." <laughs> so me, him, uh, John Ball, and uh, man, who else was there? A couple other guys. I can't remember. I had a few drinks by then. We went raided Matt's whiskey, uh bourbon cabinet, and it was like a free all I think joe was there so anyway Cannon, uh, i'll ask mark the same question was there anything that you didn't like of uh nebraska see anything you didn't like
0: just that big ass i Besides fan. having to
1: run for your life huh what that big ass fan
2: It, w- it was a little warm for my liking, but uh, it was hot. we went straight from spring to like July right there. And I need a little bit more time to acclimate. Like normal conditions, I would have been just fine. But we have, I mean, it's 160 today and I'm just not ready for that yet. It's hot.
1: Yeah, it was warm, man. Um, at least it wasn't humid like it is down here. You know, the humidity was only like 30%. That's nothing yeah
2: yeah it's not very human
1: hey nathan said it's a great video just fyi everybody fyi Uh, (laughs) uh, who said
0: that nathan down yeah and josh clever said nice with two eyes not one that's a really good thing um
1: matt said jamie doesn't like a few things
0: and jamie butler hey man we got your email the other day and we're gonna reach out to you so just
1: jamie wants to come on the show with us yeah jamie we got it we got it um, man, that guy Nathan Downs was something. He was. We were cutting up me, him, uh, Joe Everest. Talk about uh, those guys that got some history together. Good time, man. So, uh, I, there wasn't much I didn't like about the whole thing. To answer the question that I asked y'all, I loved everything about it. I think one of my favorite things was Matt. Matt is an inspiring speaker. When he was up there, just. Talking on the last night, and people were just throwing questions at him. I mean, was that inspiring? I was like, man, this dude here. Yeah. I wonder. I was thinking to myself, maybe I, maybe I should come work here. <laughs> you know, I, I was impressed, man. I was impressed. Anyway.
0: he was like, he was like, bring it on. What else you got? What else you got? Yeah. Who else? Somebody asked. But do man. you have
2: a secret handshake with Matt yet? Yeah, that's my question. If you don't have a secret handshake, then.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I want to know what time what time does Sonic close by your house, Mark? Because I Mark knows what time oh, Sonic closes.
2: I don't have a Sonic. Yeah, uh, you have me mixed up with I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a soda. This isn't Sonic. I don't have a Dairy Mark's Queen like, here. We don't have a Sonic here. We don't have any guy there's no good ice cream.
1: Mark's like Sonic is closing in twenty minutes. Dairy Queen. Who's who's coming? Dairy Queen? Oh, we don't have Dairy a, Queen?
2: That's that's the next town over. You don't get Dairy Queen here.
1: Y'all were headed to Sonic, right? He's like, no, Dairy Sonic Queen. Closes in, oh, Dairy Queen? It closes in 20 minutes. Yep. Who's coming? Hey, guys. Sorry, we, got, we don't uh, have room for you.
0: We got to get to the main card.
1: What? Diversification?
0: No, that was, an, that was another week. I just threw some ideas out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love the organization here. No, the main car tonight, guys, is supposed to be it was supposed to be a March golf game, but we'll just bypass all of that because we don't have a lot of time.
1: But it's we'll solid. skip it's right solid.
0: Yeah. We'll skip right to it. So so let's get let's talk about guys why contractors and specifically fence this is my fence life, why don't fence contractors charge enough for their work?
1: I'll tell you what I think. Uh, yeah, I got a couple things. I, I, I think I they don't charge enough because
2: things, uh, the the people I know. talk to and I talk to a lot of people is every single one of them thinks that if they charged any more, that they wouldn't sell any jobs. But at the they same charge time, any more they they than everybody
1: price. else. Yeah, yeah if they're higher than anyone else. They're not going to get any work. Where does that thought come from? You think, Mark?
2: Well, we, we always think that we have to. I think we have that mentality and we're very competitive that we need to get every single job and we don't we don't need to get every single job we need to get enough of the right kind of jobs at the right kind of margins and if we sell enough of the right kind of jobs at the right kind of margins to the right customer we'll be successful you know the same people that come to me and and uh that i have long conversations with and this is multiple people not not one person so I, in fact, I just filmed a video today on this subject, so watch Successful Contractor um, coming up. But the same people that will tell me that they can't raise their price will tell me that they're booked out all summer already, that the, their entire summer is filled up and they couldn't take another job until October. What's wrong right. with that and they picture? Could. What is wrong well, with that
1: picture? Right. When I I over used to and do three over weeks, and over again. Yeah, I used to do three weeks, but when, when we hit four to five weeks – the price goes up because i look more appetizing than the guys that are booked for three months and four months and um i just had a meeting with uh my with my team last week or something and uh they were like hey we got a problem your margins are way too high well i can't help my margins are high my margins are high because we work off of margins and my material costs is more but so I'm really doing less jobs, and I've been. And Canon will tell you I've been a little stressed out. I'm like, man, I don't know if I got enough work to keep my crews going. But I'm making more money, yeah, because I'm working off of margins. So it's kind of it's been a, it's been a little it's been a little nerve wracking. I'm not used to that, you know. And thankfully, I got somebody like Canon is like, hey, calm down, man. It's gonna be good. You good, you know? Because him and I have some pretty heart to heart conversations about business.
0: Now that ain't what I said. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you did. You said it'll be all right. You need to do this, this, and this.
0: I'll tell you what I told Dan last time we had this conversation. I said, you know what I would do, Dan? I would call up Dylan, the Fence Prince. I would call up (laughs) Kirsten, the the little little girl that answers the phone every day. Um, And then Zach, you're the sales guy. I said I would call all four of them up to the table. But hey, look, here's where we are. Blah 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 blah. You know, this is what we got to get. Let's go get it. And this was Memorial Day weekend. We had this conversation. I said, you know what I would do. I I would say the hell with tomorrow Day, I would get in my truck and I would go door to door and house to house and everybody that wants to buy a fence, hey, I'm going to set you some work, you know, because uh, here's the thing the, the the demand is through the roof. That's why we're paying so much money for material right now, right?
1: So there's plenty yeah. of work
0: out there. We know that.
1: Well, but uh, part of my part of my problem was I had all these aluminum jobs booked and all that all that going on and no material, so I had all this work but didn't couldn't do it you know that was one of my problems so i did get a load in from diggers i don't even want to talk about dsi and diggers after the email i got today that's a sore subject with me but um yeah we uh we've been knocking it dead you know so uh
0: so mark what you said before was people people have a fear of charging more uh, but i, I want to keep this show like when dan and i started this show i was like you know what dan i want to have something that's, that's some, some, some kind of content out here uh that really targets the the small company the company doing you know five hundred thousand to a million dollars you know i want to help those people out and and a lot of a lot of people in that boat you know they they may not have maybe i'm wrong i don't know but they may not have the resources to like to, to run a solid QuickBooks or have somebody keep their books, you know, when there's not just a whole bunch of money to go around, it's hard to have people in your overhead system to, to, to work on that stuff, you know? And I think what happens, this is, this is my case anyways, when I started building fence and, and, and owning the fence company, I had never built fence. So I had a lot to prove. Okay. And I came into this uh, industry and this market, like, Hey, you know what, if I can build a reputation and prove that we can do this, eventually the money will, maybe hopefully start showing up, you know. And plus I was already broke. Like when I went into it, I was broke. So I really didn't have much to lose. You know what I mean? And um so like I was already paycheck to paycheck. So I was like hey if I can just go paycheck to paycheck a few more years, you know, that'll buy me some time. And uh but that's that was my that was my mentality going into this is hey look let's build a reputation. Let's prove that we can build good fence. Let's do what we say. Let's honor our word and and just go above and beyond you know let's be let's be polite to people let's 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 meet people let's introduce ourselves to people uh and let's let's do good work at the end of the day and and not worry about making the money you know but at some point and i think that's a lot of people's like their foundation is where they start but there's also a lot of people who never cross the line and and say all right let's let's take this method or let's take this reputation that we've kind of got developed and let's try to expand them you know and i think I think a lot of people don't know when when is that opportunity you know and and it's it is what you said it's when you look down and you know you're you're you've got one truck or two trucks and you're you're you know got eight weeks of work lined up, that's the time right that's the time, and I always have this mentality of like our sales process should somewhat mimic our production process, you know. So in a nutshell, like if we're able to build fifty thousand dollars a fence in a week, well we should also be selling fifty thousand dollars a fence a week, you know. Um and and, and and truthfully you want your sales to outpace your production to some degree, you know. Uh, but you don't want it to be too lopsided either. So I'll get off my soapbox, no. I'm nobody.
1: No, that's all right, man. I got, got him from Nebraska go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that
2: difference between what you're selling every week and your production is going to be either your growth or your retraction if you're shrinking. So, it's your opportunity. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's 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 that, your opportunity. That's definitely
1: how you can measure your growth. You know, um, I mean, I got home from Nebraska and Dylan knocked it out the park, and I was telling Sean King when we were up there, I was like, "Man, I left first time I've ever left my business. Dylan's running it." We got payroll going on, we got this going on, and um, I was just kind of in the background. I, we manage our business using a bunch of different apps, and I was like, "Man, look at Dylan! He was at the yard at 6 a.m. He was at the yard at 7 p.m." And I'm like, "Dude was killing it! I loved it, man!" And it just gave me it gave me a lot of uh, a lot of hope for the future. But he killed it, man! I came home and looked at the board. <clears throat> and he had a big number on there with an arrow and he's like, This week. And I was like, This dude, yeah, he's gotta rub it in. But he did a great job, man. Um but <clears throat> my issue is, you know, I lost a crew back in March. So my production hasn't been what it needs to be, and I've had some hiccups. So we're finally getting that rhythm back and getting things moving. My guy Zach stepped up and he's doing a great job. Him and I we butt heads cause he's like my son. I'm like his dad, you know? So we butt heads a little bit. I kind of let him get away with talking to me in ways that I wouldn't let anybody else do, you know, but, um, yeah. cause we had that relationship, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great way to measure your growth. If you're, if you're selling more than you can do, you're doing great, you know, but the margins have to be there. You have to know your numbers, and that's what I thought Mark was gonna say, why do guys sell jobs like everybody else at the same prices I mean one of the reasons is they don't know they don't know what they're worth um they don't know their numbers they uh they don't realize that they can get more money, and if they would just slow down a little bit, do a better job, <clears throat> do better customer service. People are going to people are going to. I mean, they're going to call you, you know, they're going to want you to do the job. I get it all the time. I mean, I'm not toot my own horn, but I we, we want the fence game. We see your trucks everywhere. We see your signs. We 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 see, you know, We see your reviews and all that matters. It's more. It's not about price. It's about building a business, not a checking account. You know, I tell my guys that all the time. You know they'll send me their updates. We do three, uh, three updates a day: a morning, a midday, and an end day. And I'll see something one of those videos. I'm like, ho, ho, ho! And I'll be looking up at my my screen on the on the wall, and I'm like, wait, wait, that doesn't look right. Call them up, get them on Facetime. Hey, tear that down, redo it. We're building a business, not a checking account. And that's the things, in my opinion, all those coupled together allow you to. Get with your worth and get the margins that you need to get.
0: I think my air is going out over here. It's hot as hell
1: in this room. You know, so <laughs> what's your two cents on that, Mark? Am I on track with that? Yeah, I, think, I value your opinion. Yeah,
2: that's that you're 100% right. And the reason that people, people use that monkey see, monkey do is because they don't take the time to actually figure out what they need to be charging for their operation. It's just. This is what everybody charges in our area, so this is what I need to charge, and somehow I need to make everything work with what everybody else is charging. And um, you know, sometimes that means that what people end up trying to do is is even lower their quality. They might try and cut a corner to save a couple dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, if right. I if I use one bag instead of two bags of concrete, or if I dig a six inch hole instead of an eight inch hole, or whatever whatever corners they're trying to cut, because they're trying to save the wrong way rather than doing all those things, if they would focus on uh, stepping up their game, because we all know that you can sell three things or people buy based on three things and you can pick two, you know, price, service or quality, right? Our company has chosen that quality and service are gonna be where we're at. I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna say that we never drop the ball, but we're selling people that. And so we're selling that at a premium because that's what the customers that come to us want. If people want price, the people that are shopping on Facebook and they're like, oh, I'm just looking for a company to come build a fence in my backyard. That's not our customer. That is right. right. Don't tag me in that post. I don't want to know about that post. You can just leave me out of the conversation because that person obviously knows how to use Google and they can find the reputable companies. What they want is they want a Joe Blow and a pickup truck and a shovel to come over there and do it for a six pack of beer and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a $50 bill.
1: That's not us. And hey, look, man, come. Cannon, <clears throat> when did we start? really talking September of last year. We've been going steady. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, September of last year, Mark, I was that guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I was the guy pricing my jobs at the same price that everybody else was doing. I was the guy. I wasn't even using a bag of concrete per post. Thanks to the people that I've connected with. Hey man, you're not doing that right how can you build fence like that? And I'm like, uh, then I started feeling like an idiot. Then I started looking at things a little differently. So really a lot of my growth has come since September when Canon and I started talking and I started getting involved with the AFA and, and learning, Hey, you know, this is the right way to do things. And and the cream's going to rise to the top.
0: So Dan to answer your question about when it was September the 21st, 2020. And it went like this, I got on the fence team messenger thing and I said, (laughs) Hey man, been on your website today really like what you've got going on and you said yes dot 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 please inbox my personal inbox if i don't answer the facebook inbox quick enough it penalizes me <laughs> yeah
1: yeah because i want the customers on facebook to like, see that i answer right away
0: you're like boy, well, you don't get in my personal inbox <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that uh that uh facebook business page they want to dock you you know yeah. So. Yeah. So. So. um Man, is so, it just me? Look at Mark. He's got like lights behind him and stuff. His lighting. That's perfect. my halo.
2: That's that's my halo. I mean, look at him, man. He's like like beaming Nick's, behind. Him. I'm telling you, Nick. Nick is amazing. This is all because of Nick. So my was that the was guy that was in the, in the studio?
1: Nebraska?
2: Yeah. So Nick. Nick does all the lighting. He sets up the camera, so I didn't set the camera up. If it looks really good right now, that's not me either. I didn't do that. What I do is I sit here and I look tan like I was out there actually working. That's my job. <laughs> Nick did all <laughs> that. My sister-in-law decorated the studio, and they, they, they
1: killed it for sure. So Man, Where's this
0: halo It is it like under you?
1: It's on the ground, yeah, like behind him probably. That's a yeah, bad that's- halo. He can't touch the camera because Nick will get mad. But I met Nick. Nick is, uh, Nick's a great guy. I was, uh, there you go. Wow. I was sitting at, uh, Matt Warner's conference table, which by the way, that's not pretty, how it was. it's pretty impressive. His conference room, that wall he's got with the, I just like how it's simple. He's got that wood running up and down the wall behind his TV. It looks great, Matt, if you're watching, but I got a chance to hang out with Nick a little bit while I was doing some work. And, uh, Man, that guy—he's on point. He said y'all bringing on somebody to help, an assistant, someone you were hiring out, but now they're bringing them on full time. Yeah, we already Mark? did
2: that. So, yeah. Um, anybody that thinks getting into YouTube is going to be just a breeze and it won't be a big deal? It's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money to do it right. And you know, we made the yeah. investment because we saw the future in it. I think Joe mm-hmm. Evers can attest to that. Um, if you watch some of the videos that him and I have done. But it's a it's a commitment. It is a huge commitment. You have to shoot a ton of video, and there's a ton of time and editing, and there's a ton of cost if you want to do it good. So you know, and if you go back and look at the stuff we did back in the early day, you'll see where we were at. It was it was pretty it was pretty raw, and now we're trying to get more.
1: um, I don't know professional. You trying? Yeah, man. You got to look. You've got the up a notch. Yeah, Nick and Nick and your sister in law have done a great job, man. Uh, just by looking at you right now in this, in, in this frame, you, you look good, bro. But that's,
2: so that all that goes down to this whole thing. Whatever we do, we want to do a really good job at it. I'm not trying to do cheap YouTube studios. I'm trying to do quality. That's the same way that we build fence. Everything that we do is based on quality and trying to deliver value rather than quantity, let's say. You know, so I can put out a video every week, and it might be trash. If you want the trash videos, those are on TikTok. Those are the ones I do myself, (laughs) and nobody helps me with.
1: No, but you're correct, man. I mean, I'm 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 the same way with my business. Everything has to be top notch. I want the best business card. I want the best door hanger. I want the best brochure because it shows my customer if I'm willing to do that. Imagine what I'm going to do with your fence. You know, when I hand someone a business card, they're like, "Oh man." This is nice. I'm going to wait till you see your fence. You know? So I've got a,
2: I I carry an American Express card. And I think Joe said he has the same one, but it's a platinum card. And when you hand that to somebody, they're like, whoa, I didn't expect that. It's like a metal card. Yeah. It's heavy, it's thick. It just, and that's kind of the way I want to hit people when they see SWI. I want to have that heavy weight. They're like, just whoa, you know? Exactly. Exactly. This is different. And that's a, it, spins the same as a freaking regular old green American Express. But when you hand it to somebody, they're like, wow, that's something else uh, that you're special or something. Then there's nothing special about it, it's just American Express's marketing deal. So,
1: look, all my guys have a gold American Express and it's the stainless steel card like you, you're talking about. <clears throat> and I'll go to Home Depot or the gas station we always go to, like, man, even your guys have. Credit card, and I'm like, it's just a credit card. It just so happens, it's stainless steel, you know, but it makes a difference, and and people are blown away that all my guys are carrying this card, and it just happened to be that way, you know, but it does matter. You don't get a second Look chance at, to make a first impression. Talk about people that want to charge more. We all know
2: that American Express charges more than anybody in fees, but yet people use them all the time. There's a company that said, we don't care what everybody else is doing. We're going to do our thing over here. And and if that's not for you, then that's fine. And guess
1: what? We're going to charge more for you to use it. Not only are we going to charge you every year more than any other company, but we're going to go ahead and charge the merchants that you use it with more money. And guess what? I pull out my Amex. I pay Stevens pipe and steel. I'm like, oh, we got to charge you. Okay, I don't care. Charge. You know? Because of the service. Big purchases. You make a big purchase on an Amex, you have nothing to worry about.
2: Most no. people don't charge. I like Master Halco's new policy. They're like, yeah, you want to pay with a credit card? We're going to charge you a fee. Like, well, rack her up, buddy. Yeah. They're, not, they're not charging a fee no more? No, I haven't no. got charged a fee. We're buying truckloads on American Express. You yeah, $50,000. You talk
1: about racking up some points there. <laughs> I, that's what I did today, man. I made um a, 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 a order with a Master Halco today amex boom no 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 charge i made a uh oh, they
2: want their cash
1: i made another uh order today a lumber 30 something thousand no charge amex all right fine with me i went to nebraska and back and didn't I, all i did was pay for a little upgrade on one of my seats because my flight got canceled Pay like 27 dollar upgrade
2: i'm even worse than you dan i'm not going and paying cash i let him sit on it for 30 days, and then I call him up, and I'm like, I got this invoice that's due today. Uh, here's my Amex.
1: Because <laughs> oh, that's look, how you play the game. Look, I've got I've got Stevens pipe and steel tickets here that I need to pay, and I have on there the days, and they're just sitting there. And I'll call up, and I'll say, hey, um, I think I owe you some money. Oh, do you? They don't even know you owe money. It's like, come on. Well, you want to pay all these? Nope. I'm just going to pay that. One. <laughs> I'm going to float it as long as I can. Anyway, uh, what do you call it, man? we got a bunch of people watching Dylan Blonde, watching There's There's some good fence here. Joshua Glover. What's up, Josh, man. I really want to spend some time getting to know Josh. I know, uh, <clears throat> Cannon's had an opportunity to talk to him a little bit and he speaks really highly of him. And I know, uh, Mark, y'all seem to be friends. I know you went down there and did some stuff with him on your YouTube channel. Um he lives Sean at, King's uh, watching.
0: He lives in Panama City, so that makes him like a little bit cooler, just you know.
1: So he's already okay. got
0: a few points. It's like, oh okay.
1: Yeah, and I pass through Panama Josh, City all the time. Josh is a piece of work. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
2: I'm just gonna leave it there. It's a piece of work. Sean
1: King said uh, we are only three weeks out smashing work at our expected margins. Stocking material has been a game changer. We can charge more because we have it in stock. And if need be, we can install in two weeks for a premium when the need is there. And that's what I found, man. I found I got people passing my yard. They're like, hey, man, can I buy? Nope, can't have it. You know, why are you sitting on that? Because I'm going to need it. That's right. You know, you're different than me.
2: I'm like. Yeah, you can have how much you want to pay
1: for it. You can have everything I have for sale. <laughs> <laughs> everything. No, I'm sitting on a bunch of eight-foot pine fence boards and eight-foot cedar, and I got guys calling me up. Now, there's some friends of mine that I'll sell to that have been amical in the business, but there's other guys that, you know, when my guys flip my truck and trail on the interstate, you know what? My competitors sent me videos of them driving by, not a single one of them stopped. And that told me right there, you know what? Uh, That's fine I re- I, I'm just like that I remember that You know So
0: Hey guys uh, Rachel's here
1: Yeah hey, Rachel. Justin Neri hey, said hey, Rachel. Everything's Rachel. for sale But my dog <laughs> and If you're not on my salesman
2: I suggest getting hooked up with that Because otherwise You're chasing dead end leads And that's no good Exactly
1: And if you do Call my salesman and decide to sign up, tell them the Fence King sent you. <laughs> Rachel and Tell and me Matt, you want your, F, you me your F, you AFA
2: on. membership comped.
1: <laughs> yeah. You want your AFA membership <laughs> comp from one year and the Fence King sent you. <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine what Rachel's saying right now. I'm just
2: glad she can't say anything. She just has to sit here and take it. (laughs) What about uh, about this?
0: What did she say about Mark being in her bathroom on the TikTok? Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh. uh,
0: Is that a rabbit hole?
2: Mark was not in her bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) This is how how a game of telephone goes really wrong and people get the wrong (laughs) idea. Yeah, Mark has never been and never even been to Rachel's house. I have been to Matt's house. I did go sit at the Mafia Don uh, dinner table with Rachel and Matt one time. They got this creepy little restaurant downtown. It's, it's straight out of it's straight out of Chicago Mafia times. I swear, it's it's creepy you have to. Mafia Don, you gone down there. Oh yeah, it's they got the like corner booth where you're supposed to. Plan all your evil doings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. At the training. Talk day. about how yeah. you can launder money.
1: Yeah. Sorry, guys, I'm making noise. I got ice flopping around. What are you making, Dan? Uh, I'm making a drink. Pepper snuck in here, and she, she brought me the the last of my my Rip Van Winkle, my 10 year. I don't think I'm gonna drink it though. Yeah. It's not that special of occasion.
2: Everybody keeps but, trying to get me to go back to that, but that's no, not gonna happen.
1: No. Nah. <clears throat> I used to be like that, man. I had to slow down. So anyway, um, so <laughs> back to the AFA, man. Uh we uh we're at Matt Warner's place and they had the gate operator school, the gate design school. Y'all learned how to do chain link. I saw uh, Alan was uh, killing it with the chain link, showing guys how to do chain link Uh, had welding, gate building. Uh, What else, man? Vinyl. Unfortunately, I don't do any of that stuff, so I wasn't really uh, in those classes. I was more there for other reasons, but um, I sat in on some of it. Um, who taught? Who taught the uh, gate operator school? That was Nick Rag. Okay, uh, he's out of Orlando. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with Nathan Downs, and him and I are both like pounding away on our computers, doing some work, and I'm kind of listening in on that guy Nick. And I was, this guy, man, he knew his stuff. He, I don't think they could have had a better guy uh, um, teaching that gate operator school. He knew his stuff. I was listening to him. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. Kristen gave me uh,
0: Kristen sat through that class, oh. and <clears throat> <laughs> at the end of it, I was like, how'd your class go today? <laughs> and uh, she more or less like, handed me a list of work orders of stuff that I had messed up, you know? She's like, hey, you're going to have to go back to this job and do this and this job and do that and this job and do that. And I told you, you should have put roller covers on that gate that you put up there. I was like, damn. So she had like a little laundry list of stuff that she wanted me to go back and. uh,
1: (coughs) I got got a quick school and I don't know who it was. Some gate operator guru guy. I can't think of his name. I'd have to look it up. Great guy. Saw one of my gate operator videos. I'm all proud of it, flaunting it. Hey, check us out. And he slides in my inbox and Facebook. And it was great how he handled it. He said, hey, man, you want some constructive criticism? And I was like, I like how this guy's coming at me. I'm like, definitely. Hey, you know what? I noticed in your video you did this and it probably should have been done. And then he said, really, it should have been done like this. And he taught me a lot and I didn't have the heart to tell him that I subbed it all out. I just took it all. Like it was my bad. So then I took and went and talked to my gate operator guy and I'm like, Hey, what about this? What about this? So we got all that straightened out. But, uh, God, I wish I could remember his name. It was, I think I see him on Facebook all the time with gate operators. Um, but yeah, man, I love it when somebody comes at you and they're not, not like, Hey, you're stupid. Like, hey man let me help you out a little bit you know here's the thing
2: with gate operators you know when we started we we weren't doing the same quality work i mean we were doing the best we could and so i never mm-hmm. faulted anybody for doing the best we could but we you was it was around but it wasn't like it is now you know this is like early well mid 2000s so i've got gate operators out there that are not ul325 compliant and then you know so our game gets better but you have to start where you're at and then improve. So every time we go back to one of those installations that we've done and we do some service work, we're always very careful to make sure that when we leave, it's up to the new compliance standards and stuff like that. So don't sweat it um, too much. If And that's that's that would be my advice. That's kind of my advice on everything is start where you are and work from there. Because if you think about all the things you screwed up in the past, you'll never get anywhere. So uh, gate operators are no different. And, and as we go back to those, we make sure that they're up to code but you'll find some of our work that is not up to code because we haven't been back since we installed it, and um, so I would be lying if I said every gate operator I've ever installed is up to code or up to UL three twenty five standards.
1: So, I see Elliot McDavid just commented Bush Latte, and he tagged Cannon Johnson. And uh, Elliot, if you just tuned in, you need to go back to the beginning of the show. I was giving you some props on your uh, dancing, dancing corn and <laughs> but yeah, I'm the same way, Matt. I go I mean uh Mark, I go back on some of my jobs and I'm taking pictures going, Hey, we don't do this. This isn't what we do. We're changing the way things are done. You know, and um and I guess it is just go where you're at and go from there as long as you're moving up and getting better.
2: Hello? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Hey
0: guys, it's 8.06. We got to get off of here. Okay. We got to start having hard times.
1: Oh, damn. Cracking the whip. All right, well, fine.
0: Well, you got to understand that when you take an hour long video and you try to. (laughs) That
1: was so loud. Look Ken, if you want to get off, Mark and I'll sit here and talk. It's fine with us. <laughs> so Mark, what made you decide that you needed to figure out your numbers? Was it because I saw your video of all your failures and <clears throat> and and of course that's what's made made you who you are today. And I'm assuming that you realize at some point i need to know my numbers i need to know where i stand and you know what what, what was what was that uh what was that eye opener
2: yeah, that was the first time we hired that consultant really so that whole series of events we started in 2002 that's when we kind of went legit uh, my brother and i were in business and we just the only way that we had to gauge our success was by the checking account. That was it, and that is a right. poor gauge of success, especially when you the start there. working in the commercial market, because you know there's inventory, there's uh, accounts receivable, and all that plays into into the thing. So, how much you have in your checking account really is a one of the worst indicators um, of how much you know. How much is in your savings account may be a good indicator of where you're going, but how much is in your checking account is is not a good indicator at all. Um, that's just maybe indicating your cash flow, not your profitability.
1: Exactly. And I've been so
2: I used we were, to think, we were frustrated. I got money
1: were good. Yeah. We were frustrated because
2: we you know, we just didn't know and like say Carl and I, my older brother and I were fighting over the business like there was something to fight over and there just wasn't. It wasn't worth anything. I saw a question the other day about how to, how do you buy a company? And um, I think that there's this common misconception that if I do, you know, if I'm doing a million dollars a year, then my company is worth a million dollars and that's just not the case. Um, not unless you got a million dollars worth of inventory and assets laying around exactly. and then maybe, but it's going to be doing large to your profitability and how much profits you've been able to, to make over the last few years. So, I mean, we were just fighting over that. It was, I mean, it was, it was getting really ugly. I mean, it was bad. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, and yeah, here so comes us, here Go comes this consultant, be bopping along and they said, Hey, you know, we heard you guys might need some help or we're just evaluating companies. And I don't remember even what they told us to get in the door, but they got in the door, looked at some books and they were, you know, it was a mess. The company was not in good financial shape and it was easy to see that. And so, Uh, They basically presented us with a plan, and I think we didn't know how much it was going to cost us overall. But uh, because one of the things they're probably evaluating is do do these guys have enough money or can we peel enough money off of them? Uh, But they did, they did help us. I would be 100% lying if I said they didn't help us. And it was at that point that we learned how much we didn't know. All we could, you know, we got fired by our accountant uh, sometime right in that time because. They just got fed up with us because we didn't know, but it wasn't a good fit either. You know, they were the standard, you know, sit in the corner and I don't really want to talk to anybody type of account. They were not there to help us learn anything. All they wanted to do is tell us how stupid we were. And so it was a good thing that they fired us. And we, we found these people And that. We just kind of stumbled into knowing we need to learn our numbers. I I guess.
1: Well, I'll tell you what made me get to that point. Um, Back in 2012, I started working for uh, Verizon. I was doing all their cell sites. I was doing Eastern Texas, all of Louisiana, all of Mississippi and Western Tennessee. I mean Western Alabama I'm sorry we didn't go into Tennessee or Arkansas all the way down to the Gulf and I was travel 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 and uh, it put a strain on my marriage. I started going through a, a divorce yeah I didn't file my taxes in 2013. So then I'm still going through the divorce, didn't file my taxes in 2014. So I finally get some ground and I'm like, all right, we're going to rock and roll. 2015 is going to be different. I start getting some things together and my dad passed away beginning of uh, 2015. And my dad was, I mean, he was, he was my everything, man. He was my, my silent business partner. He was my business coach. He owned several businesses. Taught me a lot about business. And um, when he passed away, I totally shut down. I took a whole year off. I had so much money stowed away from working for Verizon on the road, twenty-seven days a month. You know, um, I just took a whole year off. So guess what? I didn't file my taxes in twenty fifteen. So twenty sixteen, I buy a house. I start renovating it life is good and about march i start realizing eh, i need to start making money again i'll just start fencing so i started hitting up all my uh my contacts i'm back in business life is good so while i'm trying to dig myself out of a hole because i took a whole year off guess what i didn't do my 2016 taxes so (laughs) so then you see where we're going with this right mark I'm just digging a hole, digging a hole, digging a hole. 2017, no taxes. 2018, my fiance is like, "Uh, I think you need to do your taxes. They're going to come take everything you got. You own everything. You don't owe anybody anything. You pay cash for everything. You need to do something. So I hired a, a tax attorney. And hiring him was the best thing I ever did. Not only did he get all my taxes taken care of and all my taxes straight, but he also has become my business coach. And he has got my business in a place to where every day we're taking strides and we're still moving forward. I'm still not at the end goal, I'm still not where I want to be in my business, but we're getting there. And he hooked me up with a CPA and he said, Look, Dan. There's a thousand CPAs out there. But if you're going to get a CPA, you need to get one who knows construction. You don't want a CPA who does the beauty salon and the CPA who does the bakery and the CPA who does a logistic company. You want a CPA that specializes in construction. And I got the guy for you. So I got hooked up with him. So now I got my CPA and, um, and a tax attorney. All in a three way email. Life is great. I'm talking about things, saying this. They're like, no, you can't do this. He's like, yeah, we can do this. Everybody's on the same page, which is really nice. And I'm sure you can agree with that. When the CPA, the guy who does your taxes, they're all on the same page. So then they brought in my insurance uh, agent, who now is also involved in this four way email. Every time we send an email, even if it doesn't have to do with insurance, Geo is on that email. <clears throat> and I've got all four, I've got all four of us on the same page. And it is the best thing that has ever happened to me by forming this team. And since then, I've made leaps and bounds. I've learned my numbers. Um and really, man, I I gotta chalk a lot of it up to Canon. If Canon wouldn't have gotten in my inbox and started bugging me about things. Then I don't know if I if I would be where I am today with everything, you know, he started getting me to start self-evaluating. He's he's the one that was like, why are you worried about what everybody else is charging? I'm like, that's just the way it's done. It's like it doesn't matter. You know, and he changed uh, he changed my thinking on a lot of stuff, you know. And it's big props to him for where I am today because he forced me to get out of my comfort zone. He forced me to even look harder at my numbers than what my uh, my team was making me look at them. And then I was going to them going, hey, this isn't right. We need to do this and this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we we can do that. We can make that work, you know. And, uh, and here I am today, leaps and bounds from where I was. In September, and people are coming to me asking me suggestions, and sometimes I don't have the answers, and I'm like, "Hey, you need to go watch Mark's video. <clears throat> hey, you heard this guy Josh Glover? That dude knows his shit. You need to go hit him up." And I'm sending people other places because they think I have the answers, and I really don't. This is all fairly new to me. It just so happens, Canon got on a uh, a live Facebook one day and I barged in and we started talking and now here we are, you know? So talk to me, uh,
2: talk to me about the taxing. How'd you get that all settled out? Cause uh, I, I can tell you my experience with the taxes is in 2009, right after we had our best year, we had our worst year because the economy crashed. We weren't ready to handle that. And one of the things that happened is is when there wasn't quite enough money to pay the bills, uh, the person that was paying the bills just decided, well, we'll just not pay the employment taxes. If any of you people out there thinking that's a good idea, let me
1: assure you,
2: that is the worst
1: idea out there. That is funny because I was in total crisis mode this morning. I got a phone call from my banker. and they're like, hey, Dan, uh, we got a check that's going to bounce because you don't have any money in the account. And I'm like, what? Oh, you got the you got the right guy? Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. We opened a new account because we got some things going. My CPA didn't tell me they were writing a check out of that account. So I'm calling my bookkeeper. I'm like, hey, which, by the way, is like a, a lady who's like a mom to me who's on. So if any of y'all uh, are looking for people to work on your team, I'll tell you what I did little side note, I've got a lady who's like a mom to me. She's uh, on disability, senior citizen. She can only make X amount of dollars uh, a year when she loses a disability. So what I do is, is I pay her internet at her house, and I pay her electric bill, and I give her like $10 a, uh, an hour, and she does all my running for me, does all my banking for me. She'll do whatever, whatever I need. I'm like, hey, mama, I need this done. She's gone. <clears throat> so and it helps her and it helps me. So I'm calling her up at like 8 15 this morning. Hey, I need to get you the bank. She's on my checking accounts. Go bring a check over here, handle this for me. Because I'm carless right now because my guys flipped the truck. So now my personal truck has become a work truck until we figure out what we're gonna do. So she handles all that and it was my payroll taxes. And I'm like, I cannot have this check bounce. You know, I'm like, you got 45 minutes, get over there and get some money in that account. So, um, it's funny that you bring up payroll taxes, but yeah, um, I've got my CPA set up to where we pay them every month, not every quarter. I don't want to get hit for this big, huge amount every quarter. Just hit me every month. Let me chip away at it, you know, but payroll taxes, unemployment taxes, you better make sure you're paying those because those suckers will come knocking on your door quick
2: i think payroll taxes are due the following wednesday after your pay period or was it like five days after your pay period or something like that so we pay weekly which means payroll taxes get paid every week i think i'm sweet so i'm doing it once. comes out on friday and they come out of our account on Wednesday, and if they don't, they're considered late. So I, I don't remember. I don't know what the rule is. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, I know it might be a
1: little different down here in Louisiana, but they pay quarterly. Yeah, this is
2: federal. This is federal. Oh, federal? It, it may, it may be dependent upon how many taxes you owe to, but I think taxes, the way it's set up, is your. If anybody knows, jump on and tell me. Uh, tell yeah, everybody else. But the payroll taxes for the federal government, I think they're due so many days after each pay period um well now on your work comp like our work comp and unemployment to the state those are due monthly um and okay. then federal unemployment or something like that's due quarterly i don't do any of this stuff so um but i i used to handle i some don't either stuff.
1: but we decided to move some things around on checking accounts and i got the checking account open didn't have everything set up there was like no money in it so i was scrambling this morning so it's funny you brought up payroll uh payroll taxes but how did
2: you get the how did you get your taxes because it was like how many years did you go without how did you get that settled out did man how or did you are you because usually they just file levies and liens on you and then you're hosed
1: i don't know how i went without waking up one morning and having all my checking accounts froze i'll be perfectly honest with you um i went 13 14 15 16 17 18, I went six years without filing my taxes, man, and it just, it's it's easy to do, and finally, I was like, all right, I got to handle this, so 19, I went and met with him, like, uh, summer of 19, I went and met with him, He's like, man, you need to do something, he goes, but I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, you're not going to do anything, you're going to wait in a few months, and then you're going to call me, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened couple months went by, I mulled it over, and I'm like, all right, this is my guy. Because uh, I obviously I went and saw a couple other people. And I realized, you know what, this is the only guy who didn't just shoot me a lot of shit. He was up in my face, didn't care what I thought, blah, blah, blah. So um, sure enough, that's the guy I hired, and it has been a godsend, you know. He went through and started chipping away at years. I got uh, Jolene, a Jolene lady. I call mama. She's like my second mom. She had all my tax stuff and I'm like, all right, your job is just to go through all these boxes and separate everything. And that's what she did. She just went through and started separating everything and she worked closely with him. They handled all that. He said, look, it's your job to sell. It's your job to make money. It's not your job to sit here and sift through uh, tax boxes so that's what she did she sifted through got him everything she needed we had you know a three-way email going with that and then eventually those emails turned into the cpa was on there to the insurance guy was on there now she's not even on those emails because she's done what she had to do and i got away with uh man i've been writing some hefty tax checks you know, because um, they penalize
2: you. It's not only the taxes that you owe back taxes. Then they then they add on like fifty percent penalty.
1: I know on the well, I was, running I, don't I was running. I was running as a, I was running as a sole proprietor for a long time, so I'm having to personally pay these taxes. I can't pay these taxes out of Fence King, because now Fence King is you know legit, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you got to rate that out your checking account. And I'm like, oh.
2: God. Well, you I mean you can be I mean what it is is
1: called a draw then you take it home as personal income right. but Yeah, but I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm just ultimately gonna, all the
2: money you make is probably coming from Fence King anyhow. It's like you're taking <laughs> money out of your left pocket, putting it in your right pocket and acting like you're richer.
1: <laughs> right, right. So anyway, I have been paying taxes, paying taxes. This last tax bill, I was like, uh, you know, I could pay this, but um you know if my water heater goes out I want to be able to replace that so I don't want to spend all my money especially since I just dropped a boatload of money renovating my house so uh um, so did
2: you have to did you have to set up a payment plan with them did they so that's exactly what I'm
1: fees that's exactly what, what I'm in the middle of this last check that I need to write was because I got some really bad advice on how I managed the money so now, um, I'm having to set up a payment plan with them, and it's an 18 month payment plan, but it's not bad. So, I've got some pieces on the chessboard that I can move around that are going to work out for me, and in, in a few months, I'll probably pay that off. You know, so that so, was a
2: fence company. I thought we had it bad. We had we owed like oh, probably a hundred thousand um, dollars to um, the IRS back in 2009. Uh, Well, it would have been like 2010, 11, um, right before we failed. So we ended up getting that paid off. But I thought we had it bad. And then we, after we started over again, we worked with another company that was a fence company and they had something like 2.4 million in back taxes. Like they, they had um, the funny thing is, is that they were the company that they called in to finish the job that we pulled off of when we failed. And from that point forward, for like four years from that point forward, in fact, on that job, they were not paying any payroll taxes. They came and finished that job and they were on their way out at that point in time and didn't pay any of the payroll taxes and ended up is like $2.4 million worth of. I mean, it was a lot. I could. I mean, I couldn't it, take it that ended hit. up in bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, I couldn't take that hit. But fortunately, um, I've been able to I've been able to take the hits, but I've got other investments. I got you know, I've got shares in a uh a tower rector company. I own a few uh cell phone towers. So I've got other investments out there. I've got other stuff going on. When I was working for Verizon, I was not getting paid all my money. I was buying shares into a company's shares in the towers instead of them paying everything that they owed me. So I've got all that, which makes life nice, you know. Um I've got shares. pay.
2: Uh, no, well I've got shares. I've, my three, I've got three uh, shares that I'm hoping pay off pretty big. Uh, one of them named Cave, one's named Connor, and one's named Cooper. And I'm counting on them <laughs> for my retirement. So hopefully <laughs> that pans out.
1: You know who I'm counting on? I, I, see, I see the fence princes watching. I'm counting on that little bastard. <laughs> Man, this kid, I brought him into my business. I was talking about him this weekend. I brought him into my business and was like, hey, I want to bring him in and Man, he has totally changed my business. He is a mathematical guy. He has taken knowing my numbers to a whole nother level. He, uh, I, I'm really proud of him, man. I really am. He's uh, – if I died today, if I dropped dead right here on camera, I know without a doubt he would take this business and it would soar and he would make a very good living for him and his family, you know. Uh, he's, he's really dove in, man. And I, and and, um, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud of it. Really, really proud of it. You know? So hopefully your boys do the same thing with you.
2: Yeah. Like I say, one of them was still working. So it's getting a little bit late. How about we do something real quick? How about we give 10 minutes and we do some rapid fire questions. Anybody wants to type up a question, have a question, we'll rapid fire answer it to the best of our ability. And in 10 minutes, we're going to be out of here. because I got to go eat some dinner.
1: Yeah. Uh what time is it where you're at? Uh 7:27. So we're an hour behind you. Yeah, we're right at 8:30. Um let's see. We got a few things. Uh Jamie Butler said I need to get all my guys on the same email. Thanks, Dan Blanc. I hadn't thought about linking them together. Yeah, definitely. If you got those guys linked together, your insurance guy knows how your CPA is running, your CPA knows how your your taxes are being filed. And, man is life good when you get all those together um uh, who else has got any questions in here uh elliot david he's screaming bush light bush latte (laughs) uh what we got here? I'm Ryan sure Sloop agrees that get. Facebook
2: is the absolute worst lead generator. Now, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that's for everybody, but
1: for us, Facebook is a terrible lead generator. Yes, absolutely it is. terrible. It's and never paid off. Tell me all the time, man, we tagged you. We tagged you, and I'm thinking, uh, I wish you wouldn't. Have, oh, please, but thank please you. don't. Yeah, that's one of those
2: times I want everybody to forget they know me.
1: Justin Nary says everything's for sale, but my dog. Uh, Jamie Butler has a question. He says, what is the best process
2: to keep the jobs in order? I don't know. If you know. I can't, uh,
1: I can tell you what we do, but go ahead, Dan. Well, we use a CRM, you know, you got to have some type of management of your customers, some type of management of where the job is in the workflow, the material orders, the work orders. And by having a CRM, it, it, it really helps. It, it's a big deal. To to me, I don't know how I do it without my CRM, which is a customer relations manager. If you don't know what it is, Um, which
2: one are you using? You're using Job Nimbus or something?
1: Yeah, we're using Job Nimbus. I mean, I'm not saying it's the greatest, but I will say it is. Uh, When it doesn't work, my whole team is shut down. We don't know what's what, who's doing what, and where's what's going where, and. I mean, I've been out on the road uh, prior to uh, when I used to do estimates. And when job limits went down, my calendar was down. I didn't know where, I could, where, where to go. But that's, you know, I went from working on a notebooks. I had a notebook for oh. calls and a notebook for sales and a notebook for <laughs> I me mean, writing everything down and trying to keep up with it. And I'm using a highlighting system, you know. So having a CRM means a lot to me. What about you, Mark?
2: Now, uh, we don't use a CRM, but I can tell you what we do that's probably a little bit different than everybody is we use job numbers. So when we go and bid a job, it gets assigned a job number and we're, that job number follows it too. So um, so that we can keep everything together and everybody knows. And the reason that we do that is because in QuickBooks, some, t- some people put the last name first. Some people put the first name last. Some people put the husband's name in there. Some people put the wife's name in there. And so it got really hard to try and find these jobs. When we went to a job numbering system, um, and that starts over every year. Uh, so right now we're on, uh, all of our jobs start with 21 since it's year 21. And then there's a four-digit code after that. And it's basically just sequential. Uh, uh, so if, if we're on job number uh that means that it's the 21st job of the year. So we know exactly how many jobs we do a year. But that, because we assign jobs to everything, it keeps our workflow really uniform. So when the guys go full jobs in a whole separate system, it is assigned the same job number. So it's the job number, then the customer. So we can type everything in and look it up by job number. We can, Uh uh, when we have expenses that need to be coded, we code all the expense receipts and stuff like that, that gets the same job number so that we're coding that for the office staff so that when they see those expenses come through, they know what job number 21-0021 is. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the same page. We all know we can go look that up and find out that that's Mrs. Johnson's job. Uh, but job numbering is, if you're not using a job numbering system, you're probably causing yourself extra work. Uh, once you get used to it and you have developed develop a good job numbering system, That is how all of the big construction companies that you're dealing with, that's exactly how they do it. None of them will operate without a job numbering system.
1: Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we, we do it, but we do by customer name and it has its downfalls because I might have Mark Olson, but then Mark Olson might have a rental and he calls me again. So then we'll have Mark Olson too with the address and it, gets a little confusing, so I don't really like that aspect of it. But you know what? It is a hell of a lot better than what I used to do. Yeah. We would have a
2: job number. So each one of those jobs would have a unique number. So if we have the same customer 12 times,
1: it's not a problem for us at all. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So Dylan Blanc, who the fence prince, he says, uh, he asked me, who was I talking about the adapter for the Rhino Drive? And what will it potentially be used for? So, to answer that question, Dylan, I've spoken to Mark about getting a uh, a head or a chuck designed for the Rhino driver to handle our two and seven eighths. Some people call it three-inch galvanized post. But, and I think Mark said he was looking into that or seeing about. We what have it costs we have a prototype
2: built. I haven't tested it before it. Yeah, I mean, we've probably got three, $400 oh. building a prototype. I don't know how it's going to work, though. So
1: so Dan Hardy, Dan Hardy, if you're out there, uh, Dan Hardy. Hey, Mark, how does Dan Hardy look when he's happy?
2: The same as when he's mad. How does he look when he's mad? Like this.
1: <laughs> but Dan Hardy is a great guy. Uh fun yeah, He's fantastic. Man, he is look, we, him and Cannon, me, Cannon, and Dan took a picture outside of uh, the Wave, which is one of Matt Warner's businesses, and he stood between me and Cannon because he was the tallest, and right before they took the picture, he jumps up, does a big split, takes a picture, and I'm like, wait, wait, this is the guy who's been walking around like this all day? Doesn't make any expressions. Great guy. But anyway, Dan Hardy said that he is trying to get a chuck made that you don't have to detach from the rhino. You can screw it on the rhino, bolt it down, and it's kind of like, have you seen Sean King's, uh, I don't know what he calls it, but it's a big square piece of plastic and it fits over a two-inch square post for aluminum or it fits over a four-by-four post, wooden post or it fits over a vital post so you can use uh this tool it's called the thumper to beat the post down. He is trying to take that concept and use it for uh for the rhino to where you can put on put it on uh, a two and three eighths two and seven eighths or a postmaster so I need to get with him hopefully he makes that work because uh I would love to have that to where we don't have to change the head because changing that head is a task. It takes time uh, to answer Dylan's question. So Dan Hardy is the guy that I was talking to about that. Did you know Dan was working on something like that? Mark? I didn't. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. So Luke So,
2: uh, Luke asks, at what point do you make the decision to hire a salesman or an estimator? He's a one-man show running two crews, bidding works, running a gate fab shop. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so he's he's running himself ragged.
1: Yeah, he is. He's wearing a whole lot of hats. Luke, it's time. (laughs) You know, and I don't know about Mark, but what I ended up doing, and it hurt me for a little while, I pulled my number one guy off of my fence crew. Why? Because he was my number one guy. His name Zach. Zach, if you're listening, uh, he was my number one guy. Um, I pulled him off the truck said, hey, you're doing sales. Why? Because he's, he's done fence for so long, he knows what it takes to do it. So he could go out to a job and he could look at it and go, hey, this is going to take me this long because he's been doing those jobs. I pulled him off of that truck. It hurt me production-wise in the field, but it helped me on the sales side, it took a huge load off of me, took a even bigger load off of Dylan. It allowed Dylan to stay in the office and just bid, bid, bid price, 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 email, email, email. And I put Dylan over Zach and was like, hey, he's your guy. And Zach was running. So to answer your question, at what point do you make that decision? Uh, at the point to where you're asking right now, because you probably need to make that decision. Does that make sense?
2: Two crews. So if you're asking that question, the chances is probably now. And right. the the bigger question is, um, how do you structure that? And uh, personally, we like um, we like a, a commission uh, plus a base. So base plus commission setup um is what we use in our company and but yeah it's you know especially and i think if you're in the residential game if that was a commercial game and you're running two crews probably don't need an estimator but residentially that takes a lot of that takes a lot of effort that and the other thing i would say is if you're not hooked up with my salesman at all make sure that you're using that because that'll keep you from running around chasing bad leads
1: yeah definitely definitely if you're asking a question you probably need it especially since uh, what did you say you're a one-man show running two crews doing residential i mean residential is job after job after job what a two-day turnaround maybe uh yeah bidding work running the gate in fab shop yeah man you need you need somebody and, and you're
2: probably you probably would increase your level of service to
1: your customers by doing so too yes
2: and be able to charge more because of the increase hopefully
1: you've got a crm you got something tracking your customers your jobs your phone calls your text messages so nothing slips through the crack and costs you money out on that job because you're doing things that you think are supposed to be done and forgot oh this lady wanted a double gate not a single gate this lady wanted this porthole this lady wanted a transition in the back whatever the case might be um Jamie Butler says I'm a one man show with only a one man crew. Good for you, man. I've been there and at one time I was like, Oh, this is great. I don't ever want to do any more than this. Uh, uh one
2: thing I would one thing I would uh, just going back to Luke's question, that's the last one I'm gonna take and I gotta get off, but um, if you're concerned about the cost of it, maybe when you hire that person, make sure that they know they may have to be a little bit versatile. They may have to do a little bit more than just sales. And if you're going to do something like that, maybe don't make it so heavily commission based. Um, if you're going to go salary, though, you can't put them in the field. So just be aware of that uh, field. People that are actually installing can't be on salary. Um, yeah, you're going maybe maybe to wanna- also answer phones or something or whatever else you need them to do.
1: You're gonna want to make them like an expediter or, you know, someone who's wearing a lot of hats for you. They might be pulling an order. They might be answering phone calls or whatever. You know, what is that? Peace out. <laughs> hey, Mark doesn't waste any time, guys. Look, uh, I guess I'm going to have to text Cannon to be like, yo, Canon, take the. Uh, take this live feed off. But uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. Peace out.